Today's episode is brought to you by the Campaign for Black Male Achievement. Now listen, the current political and social climate, combined with the urgent challenges that our black men and boys are facing, demand that we act boldly right now. 25% of black children don't graduate high school on time. Compare that to the national average of 17%. Now if we compound the issue even further, black male graduation rate sits at 59%. Compare that to 65% for Latino males and 80% for white males. And you realize why CBME is a beacon of hope. They're the only organization right now making themselves available to those leaders and organizations that are underground, working to advance the cause and reverse this narrative for black men and boys. If you've not yet done so, I urge you today to visit tbpod.com slash partners. Learn more about the campaign for black male achievement. Consider joining their membership and investing in the future of our black men and boys. You're listening to the trailblazers.fm podcast, where we'll explore the stories of today's successful black professionals, entrepreneurs, and leaders. Join us to access the knowledge, resources, and tools of these accomplished professionals and come away with the know-how, confidence, and motivation you'll need to blaze your trail. And now here's your host, Stephen A. Hart. Greetings, Blazer Nation. Welcome to this week's episode of the Trailblazers podcast. My name is Sean Dove, and I am humbled and honored to be your host this week, leading this series, the Masterclass series. I want to thank my good brother, Stephen Hart, for just giving me this opportunity to be a facilitator of this amazing platform called Trailblazers Platform, where you can find and will find just amazing stories of Black excellence, Black brilliance, stories of just amazing creatives and entrepreneurs and visionaries. And Brother Stephen, I just wanted to thank you for having the courage to launch and act on your Trailblazers vision. You know, I always say that tomorrow is not guaranteed, so stop stalling on your calling and just jump in. I remember vividly the evening when I stumbled across Trailblazers podcast. And in fact, it was around the time I was thinking that, you know, I was just getting really into podcasts. It was over three years ago, I believe. I said, we need podcasts that just elevates our narrative as Black people, the uh, creative, empowering, entrepreneurial, social entrepreneurial success and community building that's happening around the nation that we're leading. And I was at one point saying, you know what? I'm going to put that on my plate. I'm going to start a podcast. And thank God on that evening, I came across Trailblazers podcast immediately reached out to Stephen Hart. I think it was just like his fourth episode, gave him some encouragement, which we call Mission Fuel. And I said, I love what you're doing. I am down. How can I support? And the next thing I know, I was one of his guests. You can tune in to episode 16. That was wow, back in February 2016. And here we are recording this masterclass in July of 2019. And so we're going to go ahead and just get started. And today's masterclass subject is navigating the seven seeds of deep end leadership. And before I go any further, I know that Stephen, when he starts off an episode, he likes to ask guests for a nugget of two, a place of gratitude. I'm just grateful for this opportunity 
to share some inspiration and information with the Trailblazer family, the Trailblazer Nation, Blazer Nation. Grateful that I woke up today. It's a good day. Grateful for my family. And you can check out my bio in the show notes. But the most important line in my bio is the bottom line where it says and reveals that I am married to my divine mate, Desiree Dove, and I am the dad of four remarkable children, Nia, Maya, Cameron, and Caleb. And they have just taken me on in the most amazing, rewarding, and growthful experience of my lifetime. I got to admit, some days my prayer is, give them, Lord, for they know not that they dance on my last nerve. But that's the most important thing you should know about Sean Dove as a husband and as a father. And so I want to thank you for showing up. And actually, I want to start. And what you're going to hear today really is a compilation of just my faith and a bunch of mentors pouring into me over the years and in my career. And it is my firm belief, if you have lived as long as I have lived at 56 years old, you can teach a masterclass on something. This is something that you have done, something that you have learned, wisdom that you have acquired that you can teach a masterclass. And it doesn't have to be on a podcast or a platform like Trailblazers that's reaching thousands. You can do it in the living room of your home with some invited guests who thought that they were just coming over for some chicken wings and potato salad, and you break out a masterclass on them. So I just want to thank you for showing up. And one of my mentors is Susan L. Taylor. And many years ago, when I was leading a Beacon School on 144th Street in Harlem, when I worked at the Harlem Children's Zone, we organized an annual Kwanzaa Speaker Series. And Susan was one of the guests one year. And I remember sitting in the front row. And as you, those of you that know Susan, she is just this eloquent. She sings. She doesn't speak. She sings to you. But I remember these words. And they have stuck with me for more than 20 years, in fact. Susan said, the essence of success is that you have to show up fit, focused, organized, disciplined, and with a plan. And that bears repeating because if you turn this off after this, right, and say, oh, I don't want to listen. I want you to make sure you hear this one thing. This one sentence is a masterclass in itself. The essence of success is that you have to show up fit, focused, organized, disciplined, and with a plan. And the first step is showing up. So I want to just thank you, Blazing Nation, for showing up. If this is your first time visiting the podcast, tell a friend about it, download it, create a five-star, right? We're going to call that out, a five-star review on iTunes. And so today we are going to talk about navigating the seven C's of deep in leadership. What is deep in leadership? I'm glad you asked. And I want to use the analogy of swimming and, you know, diving in. And I talk all the time about stop stalling on your calling and just dive on in. And uh, for, you know, go back to your days when you were a swim student, right? And hopefully had that experience, right? But, you know, most swim students remember that time or anyone has ventured over into deep waters in their career, right? And, you know, there's a moment when you're like going into deep waters, whether it's swimming, whether it's your career, or whether it's a relationship that you venture into waters above your head, right? And you'll recall that awful feeling in your stomach that, you know, oh my God, I'm in the deep end and this water 
is over my head. And it was at that point you had to employ your newfound swimming skills, your newfound relationship skills. You had to call a mentor. You had to float doggy paddle your way out of being in over your head. And you had to even sometimes rely on the presence of a lifeguard or someone to help save your drowning soul. So today, this masterclass is for you, whether you are in the proverbial deep in waters in your world of work, parenting, or anywhere on the path to pursuing your God-given leader. You must prepare for those times for deep in leadership. You got to prepare for those times when you realize I am in over my head. And how we lead is the linchpin to successfully realizing our goals and dreams. And so today we're going to be talking about seven C's of navigating your deep in leadership life. So, you know, what is deep in leadership? Deep in leadership is when individuals just like you, members of the Blazing Nation, decide to stop wallowing in the shallow end of your lives and begin to challenge yourselves to go deeper. I know that you've done some great things, but there is always the call to go deeper to realize your full potential. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing inherently bad about splashing around in shallow end leadership because, you know, you can create some waves in the shallow end. You can make a significant splash in the shallow end of your leadership lives. But I'm here to tell you that's not what you're called to do. You're called to go into the deep end. And now if you're in the shallow end, I would say that you are in ahead of 90% of the population because most people stand at the water's edge and they never dive in. They never take that first step to realize their potential. So deep in leadership is when you decide to dive in or wade into areas that move you out of your comfort zone as a leader. You make decisions and take actions that give you like butterflies in your belly. I can tell you from experience that you will not increase your influence as a leader or realize your God-given dreams or your potential if you stay in the shallow end of your life. You have to wave and most times dive into the deep end where the risks are and where the great rewards are. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about calling. Courage, completion, credibility, collaboration, change, and coaching. So are you ready? I can't hear you, but I know that you are saying, yes, you are ready. So let's dive in. So the first C of deep end leadership is calling. And let me tell you, deep end leaders know that they have a particular calling on their lives and that their primary job in life is to discover their unique purpose and mission. The very reason why God created them. Discovering your true calling will lead you to the right people, will lead you to the right places and the right projects where you can like best utilize your gifts and your talents. You know, the sad thing though is that unfortunately most people never discover their calling. They take their gifts and greatness with them to their graves. Ask yourself, if money was not a factor, how would you live your life? What would you do for free just because you feel that you were created to do that? And if you can't find or you don't know yet what your calling is, I would encourage you to go to the archive of Trailblazer episodes where you will hear 
almost 300 stories of black professionals and entrepreneurs and social justice leaders across so many sectors that are living their calling. Sometimes you got to hang out with some folks that are aligned and that are living their calling in order for you to discover yours. But ask yourself that question, what would you do for free? You know, one of the books that I've read over my times is a book called Visionary Business by Mark Allen. And it's a mentoring book and talks about creating your vision. And he talks about there is something you can do and something that I can do that no one else can quite do in the same way. We all have these natural gifts. Sometimes it's difficult for us to discover what they are. And you know what? Sometimes you got to ask somebody else, what do you see as my strengths? And in identifying your calling, the second start in identifying your calling is figuring out what are your gifts? What are your strengths? Make a list of those, right? Identify those. Sometimes your calling is not discovered, it's learned, right? Sometimes the stuff that we're good at, we don't like. So you got to try things out, right? You have to find out what you don't like sometimes in order to find out what you do like, right? So, you know, stop right now, make a list of your top five strengths and gifts and ask yourself, am I employing those? Are those part of my calling in life? Can I create a personal mission statement around that, right? So the number one thing that you need to know in navigating the seven C's of deep end leadership is that you have a call. You were called to do something great. You were called to change the world. You were called to change your family. You were called to change your block. You were called to change your community. Many folks talk about, yeah, they're going to change the world. But if you can't change the three foot square radius where you're standing, how are you going to change the world? And it starts with your calling. So that's the first C. The second C is courage, right? And sometimes I wonder if that should be the first C because you can have a great calling, right? But if you don't have the courage to act it out, that inspiring calling means nothing. I remember and bless my mom, Deanna, amazing, single mom. She sent me to camp every summer as a child. And I remember at youth camp, my battle with the high diving board. And that's where I got my swimming lessons. And I remember that first summer I was at camp. I was like six years old and I learned how to swim. And in the deep end of the water, they had three diving boards, two Normal size diving boards, but in the middle of those two diving boards, normal size diving boards, was a high diving board. And as a six and seven year old, it might as well have been the Empire State Building. And I said, you know what? I'm going to jump off that high diving board. But that first summer, I was scared. I didn't do it. Second summer came around. I said, this is going to be the summer I'm going to jump off that high diving board. Summer went by. I was scared. I was jumping off the regular diving board, which was right next to the high diving board. But I learned early on, watching the older guys on the corner play dice, and they had this slogan, scared money don't win, scared money don't win. I would always wonder what that meant. And that meant that you can't win if you don't place a bet. And it was like the third summer when I came, and I was like, I'm gonna, this is going to be the summer that I jump off that high diving board. 
And I saw kids coming to camp after me, younger than me, jumping off that high diving board. And I said, this is going to be the summer. And I got on that long line, got to the ladder, climbed up that ladder, got up to the high diving board. And like I said, I felt like I was on top of the Empire State Building. And I wanted to turn around. I said, I can't do it. But if I turned around, all the other kids had to get off the high diving board. I had to like get down. Pardon me, excuse me. It would have caused a lot of attention. And so I just decided to jump and made a splash. And guess what? I lived. All that fear that I had, I finally summoned the courage. I jumped and I lived. And it was a thrill. And guess what? I got back online. I've been jumping off the high diving board ever since. Courage. What is your high diving board? What is that thing that you want to do that you're scared to do? And the thing about courage, right? There are ways that you can help yourself. Get around courageous people. That'll help you. Go into your journal. Make a list and ask yourself, what would you do if you were 10 times bolder? If is being the operative word, make a list of what would you do if you were 10 times bolder. And I would encourage you to find this prolific, famous poem by Nelson Mandela. Actually, Nelson Mandela wasn't the original author, but he certainly made it famous. Marianne Williamson was the original author, but you all know it, right? And it bears repeating. And let me ask, it tells us, that our worst fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. You were born to make manifest the glory of God within you, and it is in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. You can have a great calling, but if you don't have courage to take the first step of that calling, that calling won't mean anything. And the third C is completion. Because, you know, you can have the calling, you can have the fear. I mean, you can conquer the fear to get started, but you're going to have to have this vision of where you going. You know, Stephen Covey in his classic leadership book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, He talks about we have to begin with the end in mind. And deep end leaders are constantly asking themselves, what does success look like? They write vision statements. They make vision boards. They visualize their goals, their projects that come out of their calling and that they have the courage to take the first steps to do. A completion also means they stay the course, that you got to be persistent and refuse to complete quit before completing the process. You know, most of all, deep in leaders, you know, they know that they've arrived at a level of self-acceptance for where they are in their journeys, right? That they have this sense of completion, right? And they know they may not be where they want to be, 
But for where I am right now, I am complete as a human being. And so the challenge for you, Blazer Nation, your homework in this third C of deep and leadership completion is you're going to go to your leadership journal. And I'm assuming that if you're listening to this podcast, you have a leadership journal. And you're going to write at the top of a blank page in your leadership journal the date. So if you're listening to this on Monday, July 15th, you're going to date the leadership journal. Say it's Monday, July 15th, 2019. Date it July 15th, 2020. And spend 30 minutes describing what your day is like one year from today. And be detailed. It's creating, visualize a depiction of what is your expected end for your lifetime. One of the greatest things that you can do today is write your own eulogy. Don't let somebody else tell that story. Write your own eulogy of what your end and your completion is going to look like, right? So you got calling, you got courage, but you got to have completion. What is this sense of inspiration and courage leading you to? So that is the third C. The fourth C is collaboration, right? So you can have all of the great calling, courage, and a sense of completion, but dream work takes teamwork. Wherever you are going in life, you cannot get there alone, right? If you want to like bake a cake, you can do that in your own kitchen. But if you want to go into the cake baking business and build an enterprise, guess what? You're going to need a team to do that, right? So you can possess an inspiring calling and have all the courage and completion that you want, but you're going to have to have teammates, right? You're going to have to have strategic partners. You won't go very far navigating deep in leadership waters without partners, right? There's power in partnership, right? And you have to ask yourself, are you a team player? Do people like working with you, right? Are you cultivating your social capital? Yeah, you know, financial capital is important, right? To fuel our businesses and our ventures and our visions and our dreams. But social capital and relationships are a powerful resource, right? And I like to tell the parable of the talents in its remixed form. Many of you, if not most of you, know this story, right? And the master and owner of a vineyard was going on a far-off journey, and he had called three of his servants. And to one, he gave five talents, and two, to another, he gave two, and to another, he gave one. And he went off on his long journey. And that brother with the five talent, he went out, and he did with his talent, he doubled it. And the brother with two He did the same, right? He only had two because the master gave him talent, each according to their ability. But the brother that got the one talent, he was scared and he buried his talent, right? He didn't know what to do with it. He was scared to take a risk with it. And I said, suppose there was a remix to that parable that the brother with the five talents went and found, because they knew each other. They were all working in the same vineyard, right? They had a level of trust and they knew each other. Suppose the brother with the five talent went to the brother with the two talent and he said, let's go find the brother with the one talent. Help him dig up his talent that he buried. We'll put all of our talents together. We'll create an enterprise and we're going to call it Three Servants Incorporated. 
And when the master returns, we are all going to be blessed and we are all going to be paid. And that is a stumbling block for us. This whole notion of collaboration and not working together, thinking that if I share with you that that means that I'm not going to be successful. Collaboration means we got to get over our scarcity mindset, right? That is the fourth C of deep end leadership, right? And you got to ask yourself, what are your stumbling blocks to collaboration? What's stopping you from partnering successfully with other folks and other businesses? Life and business is like a boomerang. What you put out there comes back to you. And so this fifth C is the deep end of the pool. And what do I mean by that, right? And you're learning how to swim if you don't know how to swim and you're splashing around in the pool. There's this dip in the pool and all of a sudden you're in the deep end. All of a sudden you're in above your head, right? And you're navigating deep in water. And, you know, I have a question for you. What do people say about you and who you are? What does your reputation convey about your leadership, your competencies, your capabilities? You know, deep in leaders are engaged in a constant process of building their credibility, building their character. That's the deep end. And many of us drown in that area. All we got to do is pick up the newspaper, open up our social media feed, and there are stories of leaders, talented, gifted leaders that because of credibility, because of character, that they drown. You know, deep in leaders, they honor their word and deliver on what they promise. They successfully navigate this fifth sea because this is what it's truly all about to get into the deep waters, right? It effectively allows you to be believed and trusted, right? And Lord, you know, I have some problems with this when it comes to procrastination and over-promising, and my plate is full, and deadlines piling up. And every time I do that, that's a chip in my credibility. And we all have that, right? I'm talking about diving in and going into deep waters, right? I'm not talking about walking on water, right? And if anybody listening, if you can walk on water, you know, you need to be doing this podcast. And we all have got to constantly, continuously be working on our credibility and our trust and our likability because it comes down to we do business with and we work with people we like and we trust. So take the time and write down what's your credibility score look like? Where are areas where you're strong, where you're reliable, where you're collaborative, where you follow up? And write down three areas where you need to raise your scores, right? Where there are areas where I need to improve. I lead a campaign for blackmail achievement. And when we do men's groups and we're talking about leadership, one area when we get to this is, you know, often what trips, well, actually this is for men and women, it's the money or the honey, right? That helps us lose focus. And so the question is, this C is the transformational C of credibility. And it's really based on your values, right? Values of courage and faith and community and love and generosity are my values. The organization that I lead, we have uh, organizational values of trust and accountability, affirmation, entrepreneurship, and resiliency. The credibility, and when you get into deep water, 
what allows you to float and navigate those deep waters are your values, right? So when we are going into deep end leadership, remind yourself of your calling and you have one. And if you don't know what it is, get help. Ask people, what do you see me doing? Go to your leadership journal, write down your strengths, right? And once you know what you're calling, remember that scared money doesn't win. You got to have the courage to take that step, right? An amazing, inspiring calling don't mean a damn thing if you don't have the courage to act it out, right? And then you have to have completion. And what is this going to look like? What was I created for, right? Begin with the end in mind and figure out who your partners are, who are your collaborators, right? That's the fourth C that reminds us that dream work takes teamwork. And then the fifth C is credibility and trust and having the character and to forge forward, right? And when you have all of that, the sixth C of deep in leadership is change. You know, deep in leaders know that shift happens, right? Let me be clear here, right? Sometimes I got to admit, I mumble my words, right? I want to be clear what I said here. Deep in leaders know that shift happens, that change. We have our best plans and change happens, right? There are challenges. There are like crises in deep in leadership. And one of my mentors, Jeff Canada, he always challenges me when it comes to change and crisis. And he said, you don't have to make a choice, Sean. He says, you don't have to decide whether you want to reside in a place of comfort and security or risk and discomfort, right? And only big things happen when you make the choice to reside in risk and discomfort, right? And with that comes change. You got to know that shift happens. But you also got to know it's not what happens to you, it's how you respond. It's not how far you fall, it's how high you bounce. Success breeds adversity, right? I always like to say proactivity and pushback are the two sides of the same forever flipping coin. If you are not dealing with any pushback in your life, guess what? You are not being proactive. And so you have to learn how to manage change and crisis. You have to have the perspective that when something happens, don't get bitter, get better. And I guarantee you that there is someone listening to this episode, this masterclass on deep end leadership and navigating the seven C's of deep end leadership that you're going through, right? And you're dealing with something, right? And you stumbled across this podcast and you are supposed to hear this. And maybe somebody, listen, you just got out of a scenario and it wasn't just for you to get out of it. It's for you to share how you got out of it. You know, Terry Williams, another mentor of mine and a prolific public relations guru, the author of several books and the author of Black Pain. It just looks like we're hurting and and really elevating mental health and depression in the black community. And one of the things that Terry talks about when she talks about challenges and she talks about change and she says it's about a mindset and she says what you see as your curse could be your calling in disguise. And that's the sixth C is change. And how are you dealing with change? Satine points at Clark, famed civil rights activist. She said, I have a great belief in the fact that Whenever there is chaos, chaos, change, crisis, it creates wonderful thinking. I consider chaos 
a gift. And so do know that if you are going to do big things, if you are going to do things on behalf of your community, on behalf of your family, are you going to change the world? Shift happens. And it's going to be your ability to handle that change. You're going to be betrayed. You're going to have disappointment. It's inevitable. And you're going to have to rely on that fourth C of collaboration, who is on your team. And you're also going to have to rely on that seventh C, coaching and getting folks in your life on a deeper way. I always say, if you're a deep in leader, you better be utilizing your mentors, your executive coach, and your therapist. Coaching, get one, be one. Deep end leaders know, while believing that they are complete human beings and humble enough to know that they still need to seek wise guidance and counsel from mentors, trusted life coaches with more experience charting the choppy waters of deep end leadership. I'm an advocate of professional therapy, professional coaching, having somebody that you can get vulnerable with. My brother Jason Wilson has a phenomenal book called Cry Like a Man. If you don't have somebody in your life that you can drop the mask with and cry and say, I'm scared, here's some stupid stuff that I'm thinking about doing or I just did, I need your help, that 7C coaching is vital. And you also got to coach others, right? Because you're blessed to be a blessing. Deep in leaders know that they have to constantly constantly be coaching others to move from their shallow end to their deep end. If you're listening to this podcast, you're blessed. You're blessed. You got to just see that blessing, see that brightness in you. And you're blessed to bless others. So immediately find someone to coach and to mentor and to share your experiences with. And the beauty of coaching is that there's some things that are inside of us that we will never, ever get out alone. We will never produce. And if we don't get vulnerable enough to ask for help, why is it so hard for us to ask for help? I love to just tell the story of the birth of my children and the lesson I learned with the birth of my final child, Caleb Jared Dove. And I was there for the delivery for all of my children. Nia, my firstborn, my wife Desiree told me in the morning that her water broke. And I said, stop playing. No, your water didn't break. She said, no, 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 it did. It broke. And I was just so excited. My first child. And I took pictures of us leaving the apartment, walking down the hall in the elevator, pictures, getting into the cab. You know, this was back in the day. You had to send the Polaroid disposable camera to the drugstore and wait a week for your pictures. But Nia has a photo album to this day of the day of her birth, and they had to induce labor like 12 hours later. Now, that was the birth and delivery of Nia. My second child, Maya, was different, right? 22 months later, middle of the night, my wife, Desiree, is moaning, and I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? What you dreaming about? She said, I'm going through contractions. And we had moved from Harlem to Queens, and I'm ready to hop in a car and drive to New York Hospital from Queens to Manhattan. And in the midst of her pain of contractions, my wife had the clarity to say, we got to go to Jamaica Hospital because this baby is coming. If it was up to me, Maya would have been born on the Triborough Bridge. And Maya was born one hour after that first contraction. 
she was born fast, right? And Maya does everything fast, talk fast, eat fast, run fast. And that's how Maya came to this world. But my twin boys were a little bit different, right? My wife had to go on bed rest around 18 weeks into the pregnancy. And when it was time to deliver, we weren't ready for a C-section. And my wife pushed out our third child, Cameron, my firstborn son. And no matter how hard she pushed, Cameron's twin brother would not come out. He was what you call breech. He was turned around. You know, babies come out head first, and he was turned around feet first. They weren't ready for a C-section. And no matter how hard she pushed, Caleb was not coming out. And this is for all of you that have pushed out some amazing, fantastic things. You have been on the cover of Black Enterprise and magazines and profile and have been guests on Trailblazers. You have pushed out some amazing things in your life. There's that one thing that when your head hits the pillow and you're waking up in the middle of the night and you're wondering, how come I can't get this done? This is what I'm really called to do. That's because you're trying to push it out alone. Nine minutes after Cameron was born, his twin brother with Desiree pushing did not come out and his vital signs began to drop. And the doctor said, I have to go in and pull him out. And he pulled Caleb out breach. Painful experience for my wife. Screamed, dug her nails into my arms. But Caleb was delivered. He survived. And the lesson I learned right there was that Sometimes you have to go to people, get vulnerable, ask for help, and say, I got something inside of me that I need your help pulling out. And that's the thing, the beauty about navigating deep in leadership. Because when you get to that 7th C, that coaching, that delivering of what's inside you, deep in waters is where your sunken treasures are. And there are certain steps. And so I'm just thrilled today to be your masterclass guest facilitator. And I'm here to tell you that deep in leadership is all about understanding that tomorrow is not guaranteed. That so today you have to stop calling on your stolen and just jump in. That you have to understand that you have a call. And that calling is going to take courage. And that you have to have a sense of completion. Look at that completion like a business plan, right? For your life or for your business, a vision statement, a vision board. And you're going to have to have teammates. The fourth C is collaboration. And then you're going to have to have credibility and trust. Folks are not going to stay working and collaborating with you if they can't trust you. And you're exhibiting bad character flaws and know that you're a work in progress. You're not perfect, but you got to have the self awareness. And then the next C, It's change because as you're going into deep waters, shift happens. And the seventh C is coaching. And that I encourage you to utilize in your deep end leadership, your mentors, your executive coaches, and your therapists because this work and whether you are building a tech firm, your business is a podcast, or you're a social entrepreneur, that is lonely work. It's weighty work. It's stressful work. It often has you in despair and depressed, and you got to get help. So I challenge you to use your mentors, use your coaches, but get a support group, work with counselors. And let me just tell you what you will discover 
and your deep end through the seven seas of deep end leadership. You will discover your gold. You will discover what I like to share. And I share this in my episode 16 with Stephen Hart. And so some of you that have heard that episode, this is a repeat encore performance of my poem, Gold. And that's how I want to end. But you got to discover your G-spot and become a gold digger. And when I say G-spot, no, no, I'm not talking about that G-spot. I'm talking about your gift spot. I'm talking about your great spot. I'm talking about your gold spot because you have treasure with inside of you. And I'm going to dedicate and close today's masterclass with a poem dedicated to all of you in Blazing Nation. And it's called Gold. And it goes like this. If ever there was a time for you to dig deep within, it is now if only you would decide and begin. Mining your soul for your buried gold is why you are here. So dig deep and be bold. It is your purpose, your life's divine mission. It is your calling. So just get still and listen. And you will hear an old so sweet sound telling you where your gold can be found. And you'd be wise to not let another moment fly by as the day will come when you'll surely die. Then the question for you will resoundingly be, did you dig deep for your gold for the world to see? Mining your soul for your buried gold is why you are here. So dig deep and be bold. So I want to thank you, Blazing Nation, for joining me for this masterclass, Navigating the Seven Seeds of Deep End Leadership. If you heard something that inspired you or there was an insight or there's a question, certainly share it. Hit me up on social media. I can be found on Twitter at Dove Soars and on Instagram at Sean underscore Dove. And I just want to thank again, Stephen Hart for creating this amazing platform and for really manifesting one of the mission metaphors of the campaign for Black Male Achievement, that we have to become masters of our own media and create platforms for telling our story. And not only our story, but the stories of others. And so I hope you enjoy Pass the Word. Find out more about the campaign for Black Male Achievement and the work that we are leading across the country and pouring into the hometown heroes and local leaders that are advancing this movement, men and women, this movement and field of Black Male Achievement. And you can find out more at blackmaleachievement.org. And thank you for joining me today and make it a great day, Blazer Nation. I'm Steve Nehart, and you've been listening to the Trailblazers.fm podcast. If you're not yet doing so, consider following Trailblazers.fm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and feel free to connect with me over on LinkedIn. Whenever you're posting stories or social media posts about Trailblazers.fm, be sure to use the hashtag TBPod and hashtag MissionFuel. We'll be able to see you and I'll be able to show some love. And in case you're not aware, our show notes for all our episodes can be found on our website over at TBPod.com. 
Now, if today was your first time listening, I just want to say big ups, enough respect for checking us out. You've made this Jamaican guy really happy that you're here with us today. And I'd love your help with keeping this black excellence flowing each and every week. So if you haven't yet subscribed, hop on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Search trailblazers.fm and subscribe, rate, and review us there. Be sure to browse through some of our past episodes. There are more than 150 published episodes now. And a little something is out there for everyone to help keep the knowledge flowing. We grow when you, as part of our Blazer Nation community, shares and invites your friends and family to listen to an episode you think might impact them most. We believe that someone listening to these inspiring stories are going to be moved to make significant changes that have generational impact for many others, both now and well into the future. Don't miss next week's episode. New episodes are released each and every Monday morning at 5 a.m. Eastern. Blazer Nation, go out today and find a way to rise above, go way beyond, and keep blazing your trail. Your trail.